You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. ISIS sympathizers return to the cyber attack, but once again they concentrate on defacing poorly defended targets of opportunity. Analysts conclude that HR data smuggled out by a disgruntled former ISIS insider are genuine. A new strain of ransomware is observed, but surveys of the threat landscape show that a lot of oldies are still golden. And Apple responds to prosecutors' requests in that other All Writs Act case. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, April 19th, 2016. As the U.S. steps up its cyber offensive against ISIS, hacktivists sympathetic to the jihadist group have resumed their own cyber attacks. Team System DZ, an Islamist hacktivist group based in Algeria, defaced around 80 websites over the weekend. The affected sites were hosted in the U.K., the U.S., France, and Israel, but a substantial fraction of them belonged to the government of Richland County, Wisconsin. The attacks are consistent with ISIS's record, hitting poorly defended sites that provide targets of opportunity. It's the third time in a little more than a year, for example, that Richland County has suffered website defacements at the hands of what CSO characterizes as script kiddies. You may recall the recent defection of an ISIS member who carried away on a USB drive what essentially amount to the caliphate's HR records. The U.S. Military Academy's Combating Terrorism Center has worked through the data on that drive and concluded that they're genuine. The defector, who's going by the name Abu Mohammed, said initially that he broke with ISIS over his disillusionment with the group's claim to be genuinely Islamic. Too many Ba'athist alumni with no discernible religious commitment. A serious challenge facing organizations these days is how to appropriately allocate limited resources, balancing your assets against the potential damages a cyber attack could inflict. Chris Morgan is CTO at iCanal, and we asked him to give us some perspective on quantifying cyber risk. I think people are wrestling with how do they measure actually the business value of their assets against potentially a cyber risk position. So one of the things that we have been looking at doing and helping organizations with is measuring the business value within their assets themselves and then helping those organizations kind of understand uh, based on those assets where the potential risk is from a vulnerability prioritization perspective. 
Quantifying cyber risk can seem complex, but Chris Morgan has some practical advice for organizations looking to explore the process. In looking at their cyber resiliency plans, coming up with you know just a few key metrics that um, they specifically would would want to look at and measure quarter by quarter. Um, those improvements, so specifically things like IOC matching against uh, the assets, uh, but also looking at IOC matching against the assets, against the business value, so some measurement of confidence um, against that business value of the asset, so that basically you can in, in, instill in, in security operations a way for the analyst to make smarter decisions. Ultimately, that's what you're trying to achieve, is, is making your analyst make the smartest decision possible based on the limited information they have. Um, and the only way to do that really is looking and measuring the type of workflows that are required to do that. That's Chris Morgan from iCanal. Their website is iCanal.com. Proofpoint reports that it's found a new ransomware variant, CryptXXX, which it's traced to the criminal group behind Reviton. CryptXXX is being dropped by the Angler exploit kit. The Gosnim double-headed financial malware being tracked by IBM Security is apparently enjoying a successful run, netting some $4 million from U.S. and Canadian banks. Litigation over privacy continues even now that the U.S. Department of Justice has withdrawn its request that Apple help decrypt the San Bernardino jihadist iPhone. In a related All Ritz Act case surrounding a New York meth trial, Apple has responded to the government's demand for assistance by claiming that prosecutors have failed to show that they require Apple's help. And Microsoft has cited EU privacy laws in its refusal to give U.S. authorities requested data that reside in Microsoft's Irish servers. Optio Labs' Bill Anderson has offered the CyberWire his perspective on the issues surrounding such legal disputes. While it surely makes sense under many circumstances that the government would not want subjects of investigation to know that they're under surveillance pursuant to a criminal inquiry, where, he asks, does the process end? How, for example, does one return from being a person of interest to being an ordinary citizen again? Are we all, he asks, to be subjects of investigations forever? And finally, in news of a law firm breach not involving Mossack Fonseca, a disgruntled former insider at Locklord LLP has been sentenced to seven years and a fine of $1.7 million on his conviction of two counts of illegally accessing and damaging the firm's networks in 2011. And thus we end with one bit of best practice recommendation. Do pay attention to security when you out-process employees. In this, at least, the good guys seem to enjoy an advantage. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. 
visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. I'm joined once again by Marcus Roschecker. He's the Cybersecurity Program Manager at the University of Maryland Center for Health and Homeland Security, one of our academic and research partners. Marcus, we recently saw the release of a draft of a bill called the Compliance with Court Orders Act of 2016. So far, the reaction to this bill has not been positive. That's true. We did see this new crypto bill coming out and being proposed. I think... um Generally speaking, I think the bill is a response to the encryption issue that we've seen in the legal battle between Apple and FBI. Certainly, uh, as you recall, there was this encryption issue and this issue about whether or not the FBI or law enforcement in general could compel a private company to assist the FBI in unlocking an encrypted phone. As you might also recall, the central legal issue in that in that battle between the between Apple and the FBI was whether or not this old All Writs Act of 1789 could be used uh, to authorize uh, the law enforcement to compel uh, Apple to provide technical assistance. So I think this crypto bill is a direct response to that question. The crypto bill that's being proposed by Senators Feinstein and Burr. Um, would make it very clear. Um, it would require private companies to help law enforcement provide information or data uh, that's unintelligible, i.e. encrypted, and provide that information or data in an intelligible way to law enforcement pursuant to an authorized judicial order. And the reaction has been overwhelmingly negative. I mean, even the White House has said they don't support the bill. How could they have released a draft of a bill that seemed to be so tone deaf to the realities of encryption as we know it? You know, it's unclear why this bill would be proposed in this way. Uh, that seems so obviously uh, controversial and uh, would, would seem like it would create, get a lot of opposition right from the get-go. But I think it, the bill is just it's a first step in, in trying to address this encryption issue. And I think to, to a lot of uh, people, this bill seems to be a straightforward way of addressing that issue. Again, If the issue here is whether or not law enforcement can uh, compel some uh, someone or some organization to provide technical assistance pursuant to a judicial order, um, then certainly this bill would provide the most straightforward way of of, for law enforcement to get that assistance. So it's it may just be a matter of whether they have the right to request something, regardless of whether that is technically possible. I believe so, yes. I mean, uh, law enforcement doesn't want to live in this dark space where where they can't get access to information that they might need in a law enforcement investigation. So um, the question really is, how how do we best address this issue? I think there are legitimate reasons on both sides, but it's 
it's going to require a solution that's a little more nuanced than what is being proposed by this crypto bill here. Marcus Rauschecker, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here, your host over at T-Minus Space Daily and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K CyberWire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com slash survey. That's cyberwire.com slash survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us. And now a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. 